Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, love. You're here with Melanie on the Shy Love Radio Show. Pop Radio Worldwide. iHeart Radio and Spotify Premium. Before we begin each segment, we're going to apply a health and wellness strategy with deep breathing. Sometimes you just need to blow it out. We're going to take three deep breaths. And before you take those three deep breaths, I want you to visualize whatever issue is bothering you. And I want you to gather all the components of that issue. Hold it for three seconds and then blow it out. Release. Let's go. One. Two. All right, let it go. Let it go. Now, mental illness is very important for adults, but we must also realize that children have their own issues that they are dealing with, especially teenagers. And the um, crisis prevention and intervention services decided to share with us parents certain topics and certain issues that your child may have, and they may not feel comfortable coming to you to talk about it. You may not be aware that they have this issue at all. So just to give you a little heads up, and depending on the type of knowledge that you do have about your child, or certain changes that you're seeing or being told about, you know, you can have a little more awareness because ultimately, you know, you want to help the child. So one, these are the eight things your teens tell the crisis prevention and intervention services. The children think that the parents don't recognize that they have mental health problems and that the issues that they are going through are real. And if you do acknowledge that they're having some issues, you're also telling them to suck it up. 
The children tend to internalize your attitude and feel ashamed that they don't feel normal. They are worried about being labeled crazy and embarrassing the family. They might also feel selfish for putting a financial uh, stressor on the family in the event where they actually need professional help. You know, maybe some children who know that they need some professional help. And they like, well, mom don't have the money for it. They don't have, we can't afford it. They don't feel normal. They internalize your attitude. They feel ashamed about how they are feeling. At home, your child should not have to feel ashamed. And you know, children can get off into some ADD stuff, depending on your child. And everything that comes back, you know, may disappoint you, may make you angry, They make you feel like you're failing as a parent because of whatever situation this child is in. But ultimately, home is supposed to be a safe place where they can feel comfortable to be themselves. Because out on the block, at school, on the playground, at the mall, you know, according to their peers, they're expected to, I guess, behave in certain ways and fit certain little images. So it might be certain stuff that they add on and take back up. I have it make up. But the bottom line is that home is supposed to be a safe, safe zone. Not saying that you don't discipline a child, because you're supposed to discipline a child. If, you, if it's needed, but it's supposed to be a safe zone. It's supposed to be the place where, or one of the places where they are free to be them and whatever little quirkiness and whatever, whatever. And if it's something that's like out of the ordinary or this is your son or your daughter, this is just they look bad. You know, for you to explain to the rest of the children not to, um, tease the child or make the child feel like they're not a part of the household or make them feel like they don't fit in. Feeling rejected at home a lot of times open the door to the street. A lot of times it opens the doors to the street. And, you know, people have their perceptions and their goals on how they want their children to turn out to be. 
But you have to understand that this is a little person and they have a brain and there are going to be times where they're going to use their brain even if they're not making the proper uh, decision. So if you see that there's some inappropriateness or um, something that is can get the child hurt or something that they're engaged in that can get the family hurt, you know, on behalf of the child, you know, yes, you don't like it. Yes, you may be afraid of the consequences with it or whatever the lifestyle or whatever is going on with your baby. And no, I'm not saying just out, you know, condone it to make that child feel comfortable at home. But except meet that child where they are. Meet them where they are versus where you want them to be. There is no handbook out here that can teach you how to be a perfect parent. But the more you learn and observe and apply knowledge and so forth, you know, y'all can have some type of understanding of each other. But a lot of children initially feel rejected and neglected by who? Their own parents. That one or both of the people who came to together to create this child and bring this life forth here on this earth only to abuse it, abandon it, neglect it, to make the child feel like they're not a part of the family because they're different. Number two, they are cutting themselves in places you won't see. The stomach and inner thighs are especially common. Non-suicidal self-harm comes in these forms. Now, there may be some African-Americans who just heard that like, oh, that's some white people shit. No, it's not. It's some black people shit too, y'all. Unfortunately. These little babies feel with so much pain, they try to get it out by any means necessary, not realizing that this cutting is only add more pain, only add more trauma. Um, so they said that they might burn or punch themselves or bang their head. Wow. And when you do notice it, if you notice it, they'll make excuses like, I accidentally did this while trying to shave the hair off my arm. That's how I got that cut. I was trying to shave the hair off my arm. But at the same time, the child might want you to know, but don't want you to know at the same time. Y'all know how kids are at the same time. They want you to know, but don't want you to know at the same time. 
So these are certain things that these ladies are dealing with that they are telling the crisis prevention center and not coming home and telling the parents. Number three, they feel tremendous, pr tremendous pressure to perform well in school and extracurricular activities. Their seeming lack of motivation might appear to you as laziness when they are actually paralyzed by fear. Fear of failure and dread the look of the disappointment on your face. Now that's strong because you know a lot of parents tell each other you got one job or two jobs go to school make sure your chores done but you better make sure them grades don't point a lot of parents put a lot of pressure on children academically and so they made it a, a competition out here to where to where if you want this child to grow up to be a successful adult you have to start to apply pressure Damn, they're from the womb. Start to develop their brain, do everything from the womb. There is a pressure. There is a pressure. And then, you know, a lot of people don't even realize that they have a fear of failure. And then, especially a lot of teenagers, Nine times out of ten, when you ask them, are you afraid of this? Do you fear this? Instinctively, they're going to tell you no. They're teenagers. No, I ain't. No. And you know that we as parents, and I know especially like with uh, my people, a look, baby. <laughs> that look. Say less. Nothing else. The look said everything. Everything. Especially when you know that you have a parent or family who is trying to raise you a certain way. And you know, put you in a position position of opportunity so that you can have this greatness. Everything that you know that they have been sacrificing, and you just went out and that look. Now, if you still have a child who is concerned about that look. That's actually a good sign because that means you still have you still have an ear to a certain point. Yeah, they're doing a little thing, they spoon a little life, but you still have some influence to a certain degree in their little life. Because there's some kids out here, the parents give that look and they don't care. They looking back at the parents just as disappointed in them as they are as the parents is looking at them. Number four, they have friends from around the world on various social media platforms 
their friends do not just um are not just composed of school peers or people in the neighborhood. With your social media, they got friends everywhere from all over the place. From all over the place. And the teens are well versed in evading your detection and parental controls. These platforms have become their primary avenues, like Discord, Reddit, and they are sharing and venting. And they are linking with other children who are engaging in the same type of behaviors that they are engaging in or have like the same type of issues like they are bonding through pain. Who hugs for themselves. They are possibly bonding with people who are self-harming and suicidal. Your child may, may just be in self-harming stage. And because of that that level of trauma, you know, they connected with somebody who's in a suicidal stage. That suicidal spirit may then rub off on your child. You have to be your, just do the best that your little self can. Just do the best that you can. They have eating disorders and are experts at disguising it. You know why you trying to read them, they reading you. When one child is saying, well, I'm on, I'm on a punishment. I can't come out. Why? Well, my mom found who I could be in my phone. Oh, you dummy. Delete it. Clear history. So they are informing each other and teaching each other on how to evade that parental invasion. So the little babies who have, the little loves who have eating disorders, they have become ex experts at disguising it. They eat either binging or purging. They feel ashamed, but compelled to repeat the process over and over, as it is the only way they know how to gain relief from stress. Number six, they are agonizing over lewd pictures or videos of themselves in other people's hands. Wow, Many times they have willingly sent them out. On rare occasions, they resulted from corrosion or assault. Your teens are too mortified to tell you. That's messed up. That is messed up. That's messed up. And you know, we've heard about this sexting. We've heard about this sexting. And you know, you liking somebody, they liking you, things are going well. Y'all, you know, engaging in a few freaky things or discussing, engaging in a few freaky things. So you, you sending pictures. Not realizing that if for some reason you two fall out, they can use that against you. And they just said something thinking about that. Yeah, adults don't even be thinking about that. But that's something that can be used against you. And it's one thing for you, for a child to 
willingly send that out. But for other kids to try to apply pressure or assault them, for them to do like that is ridiculous. That is ridiculous how these children are out here hurting other children. And then it's like, well, they're kids. Well, these kids are changing some of these other kids' lives. And every child is not able to just immediately shake it off. These were the number seven. They are struggling with gender identity and sexuality issues and don't think you will provide a non-judgmental safe space for them to talk things through. Okay, so these were the this day and age have, okay, you know, we got the heterosexual, we got the bisexual. Um, I think it's some kind of like pansexual. Uh, they, ha they, ha they have more versions of sexuality out now. And, you know, at home, especially with boys, you know, I don't know, gay sons. Uh, no gay, whatever, whatever, you know, that homosexual part is really looked down upon. So now even if your child does like little boys, if your son does like little boys, he's not comfortable to come to you and tell you that he's having these urges or he's having these thoughts or he's just curious about some things. Uh, you have little girls out here who are um, telling these little boys that it is okay to have sex with another little boy and they won't be considered gay behind that act. Uh, they're being manipulated into receiving head and said, well, he just sucking you off. You know, you're not actually, you know. And, you know, it's a lot going on. It is a lot going on with the gender identity and sexuality issues. You also have to understand and take into consideration that a lot of children who actually have gender issues, gender identity issues, uh, sexuality issues, a lot of them have been um, sexually assaulted some type of way before. A lot of times it has been some type of sexual assault that has made that little girl feel uncomfortable being a little girl. She was just fine being a little girl. But when she was violated, and because of the strength of them boys, she reflects back and forth like she knows she's a girl. But it's like a man want to be a boy because they strong. They strong. They overpower. It's like they got the power. You know, little boys. These babies be going through some things. And a lot of times they too scared to talk. And sometimes they'll tell you some of it and not, you know, they can't even bring themselves to tell you all of it. But sometimes you'll never know. They'll never tell you. And it's a blessing if 
it's exposed. Because a lot of times, stuff that leads to that is like ongoing. It's ongoing. Number eight, they are experiencing suicidal thoughts. They see that you are under a lot of pressure and they don't want to be an added burden on you. Aww. These thoughts make them feel worthless. They say others will be relieved when they are gone. Oh, oh, the love. Oh, the love. It doesn't matter what level of pressure a parent is under. There's always room for children. The buffet table is never too full for the issues of children. Don't underestimate your parents' ability to deal with their issues because you see that they have whatever going on. Being a parent, uh, you develop a lot of strength and a lot of endurance. And even if you see them collapse, you see them get back up. So as a child, and that's very considerate of a child to see that the parent or the family, you know, already has some weight, some things going on, and they don't want to add to it. See, as a family, you're not adding to it. When a parent decided to bring yourself into this world, although we could not foresee everything that was coming and going, it was an unconditional covenant of a no matter what. And I know that there are marriage vows between a husband and a wife, but there should be some type of vow between child, mother and child, parent and child. That's really unconditional of no matter what I have going on that is not more important to me than what you have going on. No matter how busy I am, the time that you need will be made to, first of all, they should already have some time, but if they need extra time, you as a parent are to alter whatever you need to alter to make that happen. Because it's a child. They need to know. So many people are out here talking about how cold this world is. And I know that some parents feel like, okay, well, I'm not going to let you just be all soft and go out there into the world and they're going to eat you up. So what you're doing is you call yourself toughening them up, toughening them up, but you actually traumatize them. You, you become their first abuser. You become the first one to neglect them. You become the first one to tell them that you don't believe in them, that they work clean enough. And it's like you're trying to toughen them up so that the world don't get them. But you got them. I commend any parent 
who is an active parent, who is willing to ride the wave of just raising children. They little people, they start having all the thoughts, they all the feelings, all types of stuff. It's a very wonderful process to see and be a part of. You know, but it comes with weight. It comes with like little crazy times sometimes. But as a family, do you take those situations and let it start to divide, divide the family? Or do you all come together as a family? Or you and that child come together as a unit and tackle the issue? You know, children know their parents aren't perfect. But let your child know that you're not perfect. You learning just as well as they are. But you just are on a higher level. And if there's anything that occurs that was a mistake, you bad with them over their hump, you know what I'm saying, to correct it. This child needs to feel supported, needs to feel loved, needs to know that somebody is going to speak up for me, somebody is going to stand up for me. That's how a lot of these babies out here are actually running wild because nobody is protecting them. That's how a lot of these girls actually have the mentality that they have now. Because they was just a sweet little, sweet little sugar and spice. Still, you know, with their own little thoughts, especially if they come from Chicago, sugar and spice with your own little thoughts. And then you haven't, the people who are supposed to be protecting you, hurting you, violating you, then others hurt you. That does something to the mind. So now they develop this mentality to where by any means necessary. And, and people speak of the respect that the, that the youth is supposed to have towards the elders. But they're the ones who who hurting them. They're the ones who's cause causing trauma and making them operate in their lower vibrational self because this is the only way to keep people off of me. We love the kids here at the Shiloh Radio Show, Pop Radio Worldwide, iHeart Radio, and Spotify Cream. I know that they look at the cut up. And some of these kids behave in ways that make you forget that they are a child. But they're still children. And they're your children, especially the ones that you created, your, your child. Your child. Having a child is not, oh, you don't want to do what I say. You don't want to be who I want you to be. Get out. I don't want you no more. You don't fit my image of what a child is. Get out. 
ask yourself, is that proper parenting? If that happened to you, how does that make you feel? Because at the end of the day, even though you probably was cutting up, you still felt like, dang, I'm, I'm the child, though. You still the mama. How does that make you feel? See, you could say, well, well, things were done to me, and but how did it make you feel, though? What impact did they have on your life? And then you turn around and put your child, serve that same energy to your child. And we can't continue to say, well, this is how so-and-so did it. You mean to tell me that you are moving exactly the way that so-and-so is moving? Huh? Is Are there things that so-and-so is doing to better their life that you are not doing? Huh? But the low vibrational stuff that so-and-so do, you fall in alignment with that. Let's not continue to use that as an excuse. If you don't know which way to go, go opposite. Go opposite. Do we even have the songs in the world where we believe the children are the future? I ain't heard no updated remixes on that type of music in a little minute. Because it's like looking at the stage that they are now, if they don't get intervention and get help, y'all think we got some problems. Y'all think we got some problems. You lay down, you decide to go ahead and do this, you bring this baby into the world. You have to be open for change at any time. You have to be open to adjust. You have to be open. All the while still getting together whatever you need to get together about yourself or the rest of the household. It's a relationship. It's a relationship that you're developing with the child versus this whole, um, you know, title. I'm the I'm the authority parent, authority figure. I'm the parent. You're the child. This is my role. This is your role. This is the bottom line. Now get to know each other as people, but establish boundaries and a level of respect. But try to make themselves comfortable enough to come tell you some stuff. You know, share some stuff with you in an honest manner. And be realistic, like I might get pissed off. If you think that it's something that's going to, to you know, take me there or whatever, whatever. Instead of coming to talk to me, write it down, text it to me, email it to me, 
give me a song that represents how you feel of what's going on with you having this it's, you know what I'm saying you gotta become a creative so don't trade the possibility of influence for the illusion of control illusion illusion of control it means that they're still doing what they want to do they just had enough to make you think that they're not doing Do some little surprise checkups and pop up on, on the phone. And say, you know, look at your friend showing you some You know, check in. Check in. Especially teenagers, you know, you kind of pay a little more attention to a child when it's small. And then when it's, they're a teenager, you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, go on to your little life. Gonna be a dope anyway. Go ahead. But they still need you. Even when they become a little young adult, they still need you. Cause this is a this is a whole nother journey for them. It's a whole nother journey for them. They're gonna still need you. And I know that it does not sound good to the parents who can't wait for those 18 years to go by. So legally you could say, I don't I'm going to have anything else to do with you. I don't have to do anything else for you. I'm going to live my life. But they still need some type of guidance. You see, along the way, you are imparting in them what they will realize they need later on. And depending on y'all type of relationship, they'll come back and see you like, Mom, you remember when you used to get on me about so and so? Man, I'm glad you did. Cause such and such and such a like uh-huh. Sometimes they'll thank you later. But ultimately, it is for them to know that beyond words, because you can sit up there and tell your baby girl, oh daddy love you, daddy love you, and you ain't doing nothing. Ain't nothing about your life or relationship with this child showing her that you love her. That's how she gets led to them little boys who only tell her how much they love her. But them actions, there is no positive correlation between the actions and the words. Our relationships with our children impact their relationships. So we just have to be a little more mindful. And I know as adults, you have adult things going on and you think that a child's stuff is minor. And it may be in comparison to, you know, the actual situation, but still carve out some time to try to connect and see what's going on. Nobody's expecting you to be a perfect parent. There is no such thing. But at least try to build some type of relationship with them to where they can come talk to, talk to you. To where they can come and talk to you. You'd be surprised at what you all can still relate to, despite the age differences or the cultural differences. 
for the error of time. You'd be surprised at what they are open to receive from you. You'd be surprised at what you receive from them. It's the family. You know, so let's take care of home. Let's take care of home. Let's try to minimize the amount of counseling and therapy these babies will need later on. Let's try to. And as we always say here at the Shonda Radio Show, Pop Radio Worldwide, iHeartRadio, Spotify Premium, we all have some healing to do. We all have some reconditioning to do. Thankfully, we are able to multitask. And a lot of times when you're helping, Somebody, you're helping yourself by helping, you know, by helping them. It's all transferable energy. You know, certain things have occurred in the family where everybody has went their separate ways and cried about it versus coming together as a family to hold each other. Everybody just shut down. And no matter what additional circumstance, the people that's up in your little life, when it's time to put your obituary together, those children that you wore from your body, that you took in as yours, those gonna be the people that's on you listening to your obituary. So because they are important enough to be listed. And a paper that sums up your life, isn't it logical that they should be treated with that same amount of priority while everybody's living? Don't turn on your child for somebody else. They're going to be gone. That child's still there. Or they don't appreciate your love. Your child yearns more. They love it so much. We could do it step by step, day by day. If you have wronged your child, ain't nothing wrong with apologizing. They deserve respect. They deserve for their voices to be heard. They deserve, deserve loving. They deserve discipline. Discipline is a part of love. Because you do have some parents who will not discipline their child. But you do have to establish some healthy boundaries. You do have to establish some healthy boundaries. So 
always remember that we love you all here at the Side Love Radio Show, Pop Radio Worldwide, putting people on iHeartRadio and Spotify Premium. And we'll talk to you soon. Love. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.